Did you know that we were all born intuitive beings? Yes. We were all born with the capacity to feel, to express our emotions to some degree. When we were babies, we would largely express our uncomfortable emotions through crying. The older that we got, the more we were able to express ourselves through pointing at sore parts of our bodies or doing a little impromptu dance number, you know. Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of Unsubscribe from the Bullshit Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin B. Hyde, coming at you from Hide and Seek Life with the podcast that encourages you to unsubscribe from the bullshit terms and conditions placed on us by society and creating the terms of your own life. Doesn't that sound lovely? Now, if you ask me, in my expert opinion, one way to easily make sure that that happens, like subscribing to the terms of your own life, is by listening to your intuition, right? Listening to your emotions. And this is something that I talk about a lot. If you follow me, um, if you follow Hide and Seek Life on Instagram, which is at Hide and Seek Life Co, you will hear and you will know that I do talk about emotional intuition a lot, right? Today, I wanna talk about that, right? I wanna talk about that because it comes up a lot in my lane of work, you know, as a life alchemist, I operate using a principle that I coined um, radical emotional intuition. And I call it radical because it seems really easy in theory, right? Considering we are born emotionally intuitive beings, it seems really easy in theory. Um, but generations of conditioning has actually taught us um, that we have to stuff our feelings all the way down, <laughs> right? But, I ask, at what cost? And I remember it well. I remember being someone that stuffed my feelings all the way down because I, you know, I felt like it made me vulnerable or it made me weak or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, I used to be someone who referred to myself as emotionally stunted and I've never been emotionally stunted but I felt like I had to be in order to protect myself. So when I say that now, it actually, it feels really harsh. Like, I don't, I don't know why I called myself that. Well, I mean, I do know why, but how, how, how long do I have <laughs> to go into that? Um, instead, I would just talk about it at therapy. Thanks very much. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just, I feel like it's harsh. Like, I'm like, why does my past self have to wrong me like that? Um, anyway, um, so yeah, I wanted to talk about this um in a little bit more detail and i feel like this is a beautiful prefix a beautiful bridge to an episode um that's coming out next week that i'm going to be doing with the very lovely sam over at copy by her um and in that episode what we're going to talk about is our experience with being quote unquote one of the guys and stuffing our emotions all the way down um and the reason that we, Chen, I chose that to talk about is because we kind of learned, I think, later in life, um, and again, Sam can speak to her experience. I know certainly I learned later in life that, you know, being a vulnerable and emotional person who presents as female is not a weakness, right? Like that isn't, it doesn't make you weak to be emotional. In fact, your your emotions can make you quite a, a strong and resilient, beautiful, well-rounded person. But a lot of us don't know how to trust our emotions, right? Which is where the intuitive part comes into it. I cannot stress it enough. So my principle of radical emotional intuition comes from this idea that we already know how to access our emotions. 
And I want to use this as a platform to talk about that in a little more detail because I think that it's something that we often overlook, right? We often associate being intuitive with being this gifted psychic fortune teller that has a tent on the side of the street. But more often than not, intuition is actually an experience where we are encouraged to trust our emotions. And we all, whether you believe it or not, we all have experience with trusting our emotions. Now, don't get me wrong, some of our experiences with trusting emotions unfortunately comes with the experience of being burned because we didn't trust our emotions, right? I know a lot of people that um, have experienced situations in maybe toxic friendships or romantic relationships where red flags have popped up um, and they, they maybe didn't trust their intuition and over time they kind of seen that as like a like I don't have any intuition and it's like well you do though right so this is this is why I want to bridge that gap because you might not think that you have it but you do you just because you didn't realize until late doesn't mean that that you can actually access that and and really use that to your advantage right and and because of that we're kind of encouraged you know not to trust our emotions right or gaslit by people we're told no like you're being too sensitive you're being overly emotional like oh. so like why is that why is it that over time like we have been taught not to trust our emotions right like i want to kind of leave that question hanging for a little bit why do you think that we have been encourage not to trust our emotions and I do have some choice thoughts on that some of you may or may not agree with it that's okay um that's the beautiful thing about having a platform that you can kind of freely express yourself right you get to choose whether or not you're going to continue listening to this episode but my understanding is is often we kind of on one hand we're encouraged not to trust our emotions because we're actually encouraged to listen to other people first right um and this is a lot of my clients will come to me and they'll go like, oh my god, like, I've tried everything, Caitlin. Like, I've listened to all of the podcasts. I have read all of the books. I have attended all of the webinars and workshops and everything. I've, I've listened to all of the experts. And the first thing I always say is, right, but have you listened to yourself? <laughs> and again, that's where it, it almost becomes quite radical. Because there are so many experts out there that, that will tell us... Um, to kind of live our lives a certain way based on how they sort of operated themselves. And I know that maybe some of you will listen to this and be like, but Caitlin, isn't that what you're doing right now? And it's not really, right? Because what I want you to understand, what I really, if there's anything that you that you can take away from this episode, what I really want you to understand is that you have the capacity, the ability um, and the know-how to make your own decisions based on where you're at, based on where you want to go, based on your own resources. Like you have everything that you need, but conditioning has told you that you don't. Conditioning has told you that instead of going within, you must seek it somewhere else. You must ask an expert. You must ask someone else that knows the answer to a question that is so alive for you right and I have been on the other end of that I I have many a time seeked out the advice the guidance of other people now don't get me wrong there's a time and a place for it absolutely but I think that our intuition when it comes into play kind of reminds us whether or not a decision that we make is in alignment with who we are as a person 
right? Are we taking aligned action based on our intuition, right? So that's that's my take on it. That's my take on why we've kind of went so far away from trusting ourselves because we're kind of presented in our society, especially with everything being online, we are presented with expert after expert after expert. But what if I told you that the expert in your life is actually you? Radical, right? So let me just kind of like, as I'm talking, I want to strip this back as much as I can and reference it to my own practice, right? Now, you may or may not know, but for those of you who maybe don't know um, what the hell a life alchemist is, is I'm actually an accredited life coach and a certified hypnotist. So I actually combine that practice with my clients, right? I use hypnosis, I use coaching, I use intuitive readings, I do a lot of um, intuitive like healing and emotional healing work with a lot of my clients using the principles that I've picked up from coaching and hypnosis. And what I've discovered is combining those practices has actually been such a powerful thing, not only for myself, but for my clients, right? Because, and the reason that that is, and let me explain is, whenever I have a client that comes to me with a goal that they wanna accomplish, the first thing that I always ask them is how it's going to feel for them to accomplish that goal. And that's where I introduce them to this principle of radical emotional intuition. And normally people that kind of come through and and work with me understand kind of what I mean when I ask them that. But sometimes I am met with a little curiosity about why that's important, right? Like, what do you mean? How's it gonna feel like? Good. (laughs) Good isn't an emotion. (laughs) What does good feel like, right? Um, So I sometimes I'm met with a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of curiosity, which I'm always happy to to, uh, talk about, to kind of explore right? So let me kind of, um, let me kind of strip it back even further. Let's go with the notion um, that you're confused about why I asked that question. Let's just pretend that that's, that's who you are. And I want you to think about the process of making a goal. When you create a goal, it is the general mm, understanding, consensus, thought that you are making it from a place of not yet being there right? I think we can all agree. We make a goal because it's something that we want to achieve. It's not something we already currently have, right? So you're kind of starting from a place of not having it and you're aiming to get to a place of having it, right? Now, I know that that seems really simplistic, but when you think about that journey, that can be quite overwhelming for a lot of people. That's quite a big jump, right? And just to sort of make it maybe easier to sort of digest, having not being in a session with me or in that kind of moment so let's get kind of materialistic and I hate using this as an example because it's not really something I get a lot it's not really something I'm a big um I don't really work a lot with uh with this kind of field but it's easy to explain right so let's just say that you come to me and your goal is that you want to lose weight for whatever reason right now I'm obviously coming out of the session you know we can't you're probably not going to lose weight at the end of the session. So we have to make, um, we have to bridge that gap a little bit and be like, okay, like, so how can we operate in this session and and have you accomplish something coming out of it, right? Um, So let's just say that's that's your your goal, right? So for whatever reason, like you come to me and you're like, "I I want to lose weight, right? So that goal, first of all, it tells me that 
that you don't think that you're near that goal like you don't think that you're anywhere near accomplishing that goal like that is something that you you're starting at a certain weight and you want to get to a certain weight and that kind of in between for you is very very blurred and very kind of gray and, and confusing so when we look at the goal it seems really overwhelming right so and with the practice of coaching specifically in this situation our overall encompassing goal is to create a roadmap to kind of get you there but when we combine that with hypnosis and alchemy it's important for us to both understand what that goal means for you what it represents for you in the bigger picture in order for you to actually meet that goal right so let's get back into it you want to accomplish a certain goal let's say that goal maybe is losing weight although i don't want to sort of beat this dead horse here because i you know we're going to talk about the the diet industry in a different episode um again just easier to you know, bring into your awareness right now. So I want to ask you how that feels. Now you're able to say to me, it would make me feel confident, which is great, right? But it's not necessarily an emotion as it is like an emotional state. So we're going to go a little bit deeper. What does confidence feel like, right? Well, it feels energizing. Okay, what does that feel like? It feels joyful and so on and so forth until we collect something that I like to call a feeling goal, right? And our feeling goal is essentially the thing that determines if we have or have not achieved the goal. (laughs) So I'm sitting there going, like, I have a goal here and I know that I'm going to achieve it when I feel like I'm at peace, right? So now I know that if I feel anything but peace, I I likely have not achieved the goal. (laughs) And I get it, very simplistic, but it kind of personalizes the goal. And... And it's the, it sort of personalizes to your own very unique experience, right? Um, by kind of attaching it to that emotion so that you can kind of track it, right? And that's kind of how we, at least how I like to operate with that radical emotional intuition principle because there's no use in you coming to me and I was going, okay, that's what you want to do. So let's make a roadmap because this worked for another client that I worked with so let's give you the same thing and then all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're like that doesn't mean anything for me because we both want maybe the same goal but for very 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 different reasons and we're not often always willing to sort of question our why behind a goal um and specifically not we're not willing to question that sort of emotion that kind of comes up as a result of wanting to accomplish that goal And the thing is, like, the whole process isn't about the goal itself, right? Like, I want to be very clear, like, it's not always about the goal itself. The goal represents something else. It's thematic. But like I said, we often make a goal that is kind of out of the picture of where we're currently at. And meeting that sometimes seems really, really, really overwhelming for a lot of different people, right? But when we attach an emotion to it, a feeling goal, it kind of seems less overwhelming because now all of a sudden I have experience with this emotion of happiness. I have experience with this emotion of confidence or joy or emotional states as well. We have experience with those things and it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibilities for me to focus a little bit more of my energy and attention on the emotion that comes up right and i think that emotions are such a powerful tool for 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 anything right and a lot of us are so fearful of our emotions 
because we've been taught to be fearful of our emotions, right? And another thing that I'm I'm often presented with, and maybe this resonates with you, maybe it doesn't. Again, that's you know your prerogative whether or what you want to continue with this episode. But did you know that anxiety and excitement actually present themselves very similarly in our bodies? Because this is something that I actually didn't know until, you know, I want to say three years ago. So that's not even that long ago. Three years ago, I always defaulted to being like, I'm anxious. I'm really anxious. Um, I was always anxious. I always had this anxious energy about me, right? Until I was presented with this idea that in fact, maybe I'm excited about something, but instead of me sitting in that excitement and exploring it and feeling it and really feeling it, like really sitting with it, I defaulted to anxiety and I attached the label to that instead. So over time, what ended up happening, and it wasn't obvious to me at the time, but what ended up happening was I was piece by piece, slowly but surely, losing the ability to trust my emotions over time. I couldn't trust them. I didn't know what it felt like because I was like, no, no. If I have a feeling that's over a certain decibel, then it then it, it must be this. <laughs> it must be that. And in my in my case, it was always anxiety. That's what I defaulted to. And that realization for me was quite um, was was really empowering in a lot of ways, but it was also quite jarring because I thought, how many emotions have I pushed aside? How many emotions have my clients pushed aside? And I had a very similar client that came through my doors, um, a lot of experience of mental illness and anxiety herself, and you know, a lot of a lot of really exciting stuff coming up for her. And we noticed that she was defaulting to anxiety. So we were like, whoa, you know, what if maybe you're excited? And for her, in the same way that this was really like amazing for me was so groundbreaking because now all of a sudden I have something else to work with. I don't always have to be an anxious person. I don't always have to be stressed. I don't always have to be fill in the blank. What if I'm actually feeling excited, right? And the whole process around radical emotional intuition is just really stripping it right back to the basics. How does it feel, (laughs) right? How does this emotion feel in my body? How does it present itself? How do I know for sure that this is a feeling that I have? And those are always the questions that I get asked whenever we sort of go down this path. Just, and again, coming back to the sort of goal-making process, right? What does it matter how it feels? Well, it matters because now all of a sudden you have a tangible thing to work with. You can sit there and that's your measurables. You can sit there and go, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite peaceful, which which is telling me that maybe I'm closer to my goal or I have kind of accomplished it. So you have now you have something to work with. You're not sitting there going like, I don't know when I'm gonna get there. Like, I don't know what that looks like. Of course you do, right? <laughs> and we do that by sort of exploring what that feeling goal means to you. Let's just say you do say that um, in order for you to a- accomplish a certain goal, um, how do we know you know, how is it going to feel when, whenever you get there? It's going to feel quite peaceful. Okay, what does peace feel like for you? Right? And that's always a question that, again, gets a lot of eyebrows. What does it matter what peace feels like? Well, it does. Because how are we going to know 
when you've gotten to that place, if you can't kind of go back, go through that sort of catalogue, that library of amazing vastness that already exists in your subconscious mind, like, how are we going to know if we don't access that? And that is the often the sort of like most life-changing kind of um, understanding for a lot of my clients is, oh my God, I actually have, I have access to this. Which kind of brings me back to the point that I made right at the beginning of this episode. We were all born emotional beings. And somewhere, or sorry, intuitive beings, sorry. And somewhere along the way, we kind of lost the ability to trust ourselves through, you know, being told um, to go to experts or maybe the way that someone has treated us. Maybe we're treated wrong outside of our you know, how we want it to be treated and now all of a sudden we can't trust ourselves or we think that we do, but you absolutely can, right? It's totally possible to lean it back into that trust. You've always been intuitive. This is not new, right? This is not something that you're, you know, um, that you kind of deleted, like falling away from. It's like you're coming home to it because it's always been a part of you. It always has, right? you have the ability to meet whatever goal you set for yourself whether it's personal whether it's professional based on the fact that you have experience with these emotions you have the ability to be intuitive and using that to drive yourself towards your goals is such a liberating experience for so many people myself included right myself included and this is where my clients begin to trust their emotions instead of pushing them down right instead of pushing them away because and I get it some emotions are very uncomfortable they're very big but there's always something that we can learn from those big big emotions okay so let's talk about losing or believing that we've kind of lost the ability to trust ourselves and maybe stepping away from that intuition based on our belief system, right? Um, a lot of people that I kind of come up, that I that I meet in my life, whether that be clients or friends or, or um, you know, people that, that I talk to about this kind of stuff, the one thing that they actually have in common is, is that they are effectively leading their lives based on how other people think that they should lead their lives, right? Now, if you've tuned into the podcast thus far, especially the first episode, Unsubscribe, Other People's Opinions, Part 1, you will know exactly how I feel <laughs> about living your life based on how other people think you should live it. But I want to talk about it in a little bit more detail, um, and I'm probably going to talk about it, you know, as time kind of goes on, because I think that it it comes up a lot whenever we talk about how we can sort of trust our emotions once again right not not for the first time ever because once again like we are we've we are intuitive beings and and somewhere along the way we've kind of lost that ability and often when it comes down to um often what that comes down to is whenever i offer this understanding that people are intuitive beings and they always kind of have been um 
that they've just kind of come up against times where they've been told something by someone else is that limiting beliefs around trusting ourselves begin to kind of pop up a little bit more. So I want to talk about limiting beliefs in a little bit more depth at a different time. But in this case, the biggest thing that I notice with my clients who maybe can't trust themselves is how much of a block there is around trusting themselves. Um, and the thing that blows their mind the most is that the block that they have is often something that they've carried with them for such a long time that they don't even know what it looks like not to trust themselves, right? Um, whenever I offer to, to any of my clients or again, people I kind of come across that they can in fact trust themselves, it's almost always the hardest thing for them to hear because, you know, over time, what's happened is they've come up against expectations, right? <laughs> whether that's following in the footsteps of a family business or, um, you know, your parents want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever and kind of feeling like you have to follow that path, you kind of forget what it feels like to trust yourself, <laughs> right? And I come up against this quite a lot and I have my own personal experience with it. Um, it's kind of like forgetting what it, like, what it felt like to trust yourself. Like, again, like kind of referring back to my first episode, there was a time where I I felt like I had to, not that I wanted to, but I felt like I had to get my PhD. Like, that was what I felt like I should be doing. It felt like a very natural progression for me to kind of go about my, my, um, my education and kind of get to that place. And that was a that was my goal, right? Like that was the plan when I got into university. Like I specifically chose a path that would take me to my PhD. And I struggled substantially. I struggled, I struggled, I struggled. And it was never ever because that was something that I wanted to do. It was it was because I felt like I should be doing it. And if I really strip that back, I am not 100% sure who that came from. <laughs> right? Um, I'm not sure if it's something that I read. I'm not sure if it's like a conversation I overheard. I mean, I'm getting like, I'm getting kind of like flashbacks as I'm, as I'm talking about it. I'm thinking it's maybe a combination of, of kind of everything that I've come up against in my life that kind of brought me to this realization that I feel like I should be doing something because it may appease other people. And you know, what is a life if we don't appease <laughs> everyone else other than ourselves? Um, and yeah, like I just, it's it's so interesting because, you know, having that experience with going down that path because I feel like I should and then ending up kind of where I am now and feeling like for the first time ever, I can actually trust myself. So whenever I present this idea to my clients and I'm like, like, you, like you're allowed to trust yourself, right? <laughs> like you can trust what kind of comes up for you and it's just almost like relearning how to do that and it's always like, what? Like... No, I can't. I can't trust myself, right? Because over, you know, like over the, the span of my life, all I've been presented with is reasons why I shouldn't trust myself. All I've been presented with are reasons why people like me, whatever that might look like, shouldn't do fill in the blank. That's all I've ever known. So you're kind of battling with those generational curses, those generational traumas that have been passed down, that this is what you should be doing based on what everyone else has done before you. And and then all of a sudden it's like whatever you feel like maybe maybe I should take a different path instead. Then you start feeling guilty. <laughs> 
So whenever I present this idea of trusting, trusting what comes up for you, trusting your emotion, I'm always tackling those feelings of guilt with whoever I'm talking to, like so my clients, always tackling those feelings of guilt. But what if I hurt someone, <laughs> right? At the expense of not really quite listening to myself, not doing what I want to do. What if I hurt someone, right? Because we're like, we're kind of plopped on here. We don't really have like a guidebook on how to like, you know, navigate life, difficult stuff as they kind of come up. So our like, our kind of um, reference is what did my family do, right? What did my family do? What did my community do? How do I fit into that? And then we get these souls that just kind of like wander through doing all of the things that they feel like they should be doing like I was and being like, man, life sucks. <laughs> life is hard. Like, has it always been this hard? And then I try and find more people that share that sentiment. And of course, it's like, it's like finding a, a needle in a haystack because like we're so conditioned to do things based on other people. And, and that conditioning has just done a number on our ability to trust ourselves, on our ability to trust our emotions, on whether or not we think we can actually do something, on whether or not we can accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish. I have had so many clients come through my doors being ashamed almost of what the goal is that they want to achieve. Like they're like, how do I, how do I even put that into words? And it's both liberating and, and they're just, they're met with a guilt because this isn't the life that other people wanted for me, you know? And, and then what happens is, is like, if we continue to ignore this, we just kind of carry this belief from another situation, from someone else. And we carry it for like the longest time and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then what happens when you try and sort of pick those beliefs apart is the person carrying the belief can't really give you a, an understanding of where it actually came from, right? Right? Is that a truth for you? I actually don't know. I actually don't know, really know what to think anymore because this is kind of what I've been told. This is how I've been told to live my life. And you know, that's, that's what I'm going to just, I'm just going to keep doing it that way. But then you, you lose out on this rich, beautiful experience of, of really tapping into your emotions and the true power that your emotions actually have the true, um, you know, landmarks that your emotions can actually be in mapping out that ideal life that you want for yourself. Like, you miss out on that beautiful experience by not wanting to trust it. It's not really so much about, oh, I don't think I have the ability to do that, but it's the resistance there. Like, I don't even know if I want to trust my emotions because I'm, I'm so afraid of them, you know? I've been taught for so long to just kind of push it down, push it down, push it down. And yeah, like, I mean, when you're sort of like faced with a situation of like facing your emotions, it's like, boof, like just boom, right? I don't know what's going to come up. And that was a definitely like, you know, a risk that I had to take whenever I came out of my, I am emotionally stunted phase. You know, when I came out of the phase of like hiding in bathrooms just to cry or I never cry. I only laugh. You know, I had I had those feelings too, going for really long showers. Not for that reason, get your fucking head out of the gar. <laughs> but going for really long showers just so I could have a cry. 
right? That was that was really difficult. Like that was a really hard space to be in. It was just like I I just I have so little trust in my ability to process and, and accept and embrace and communicate emotions. But that experience and learning learning how to do that through the principles of radical emotional intuition, learning how my emotions felt, how I can use them, how I can actually use them, <laughs> was was um was so massively empowering for me and for so many people that I've come up against. So many people. So, so many people. And I just, I can't, I don't know. I just, I can't stress that enough, right? And like, I know that this is quite a heavy topic, <laughs> right? Especially if it resonates, especially if it hits home for you. Um, because most people just, they kind of come to me um, and they've been like afraid of, of, of their emotions and afraid of what that may look like for them because they've been misinformed. Um, but like embracing your emotions in their full capacity doesn't really mean like, you know, it doesn't mean that you're just going to be embracing like your anger and like fear and the guilt and stuff that comes up. It also means that you're embracing the other side of those, those feelings, right? Um, and I always think that it's, you know, being emotionally intuitive and sort of allowing yourself to trust yourself again is a way for you to kind of connect with your higher self, right? Connecting with your intuition, connecting with your emotions, connecting with your desires um, and all of the things that you have locked away in your subconscious mind and how you can actually use those things to actually drive you closer to your goals like we were talking about earlier, right? And if radical emotional intuition has kind of taught me anything, it's, it's how to overcome my own fears, my own blocks, my own guilt, my own doubts by using my own resources that I have. So this isn't like new, right? We're not we're not learning a new skill. This is a skill that we already have. We already have this skill, right? You are the one steering the wheel. You are, right? You are successful because you decide it so. I just simply facilitate that. You are successful because of the tools that you already have. I simply facilitate that. You are successful because of your lived experience. I simply facilitate that. You are successful because you can trust yourself to be successful. You can trust your emotions. You can sit with them. You can explore them. And you can just, you can completely change your life by really leaning into that, right? So I have this conversation with you because, like I said, it comes up a lot. How do I trust myself? How do I trust my emotions when I have been told for such a long time that I can't? How do I trust myself because I've been in relationships with people that have gaslit me and told me that I'm too much, right? And you use those experiences to drive you forward. You use those experiences to grow. You teach yourself something. You teach yourself something from those past experiences and you apply it moving forward. And that is the beautiful thing. That is such a beautiful part of it. Because when you learn to trust yourself, you don't need to look anywhere else for that. You don't need to externally 
reach out and grapple at everything that sort of comes your way. How do I, how do I do it? How do I meet my goals? How do I move forward? You do it by trusting yourself. And that is such a beautiful and empowering experience. And I can say that from my own personal experience with this, right? I don't just say it because I'm like, you know, like I don't have any kind of agenda. My only agenda is to teach you, anyone that's listening, my clients, listeners, friends, people that just kind of come near me, oh no, not that way, (laughs) or in my general presence, that yes, you absolutely can trust yourself. And when you do that, you let go of all of the fucking expectations that have been placed on you by other people. You let go of those beliefs that you have that, no, I can't actually do this job because everyone else in my family were lawyers or, or firefighters or they were cops or whatever. You absolutely can do those things. You just have to be willing to trust yourself, right? And that's ultimately my goal, right? Like that's what I want to do with my clients. Like that's how I I sort of combine the hypnosis and the coaching and the, you know, the life alchemy is just to sort of bring people closer to actually trusting themselves because it's such a beautiful thing. You miss out on so much when you don't trust yourself. You really do. You miss out on so, so much. And there are times like, you know, that, that that is just, it's easy and there's going to be times where it's really difficult when you're up against people that are not ready to hear that, <laughs> right? You come up against people that are like, what? No, like, like, that's not for me and that's fine. Like, that's their journey. But if you've kind of got this far, I can only assume that it's your journey to really learn how to trust yourself. So I want to leave you with this, right? If you're sitting there thinking like, how the hell do I, how do I go about doing it? Strip it back to the basics, right? I I encourage you, if you are ready to embark on this journey, I want you to get yourself a notebook, right? Or a dinner napkin or the, I don't know, something that you can write on, get a writing utensil. And I want you to write down each emotion and your experience with them, right? And when I talk about your experience, I want you to talk about how it feels. I want you to talk about when it comes up the most. I want you to write about, um, you know, just everything that you can picture, like how it feels, like, you know, like how it really sort of like impacts your body, you know, just really sort of getting in tune with your emotions. Because the biggest part of like radical emotional intuition is just tuning into what your body's telling you, right? Like, I know that um, I experience happiness on like my entire body kind of experiences happiness. I get like, you know, Um, I get, uh, like my head feels light and I can feel it kind of just washing over my body. My arms feel really like light and and sort of airy and, um, I get just like, and it's not so much butterflies in my chest, but it's just like, just, it's just a, a lightness that I feel and I know that I can associate that with being happy. So if I'm not able to like associate that in my mind, I'm able to physically associate in my body. How does my body feel? Okay. Then I must be happy. And, and that's kind of how you bring yourself closer to it. But in order to do that, it's a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of what seems really simple, but it's radical legwork, right? How does it feel in my body? What's my experience with it, right? If you want to really take it a step further and learn how to hypnotize yourself, <laughs> write down your most recent experience with that emotion. Bring yourself back there anytime that you have to, right? create feeling goals for yourself don't just create a goal an abstract big enormous uncomfortable can't reach it don't know how to get there goal connect it to something connect it to how it feels to get there 
so that you have that sort of measurable, right? So that whenever you're sitting there going like, you know, I want to be, I, I want, um, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a goal that I had recently. Um, oh yeah, like I wanted to get a new car, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, outside of like actually like getting the car, how am I going to know that I have the right car? Because I am going to feel happy. I am going to feel accomplished and I'm going to break down those feelings and it's like just connecting the dots there for myself a little bit, right? If I feel any kind of hesitance, it's because I have not stumbled upon the right thing, right? So that's like the other side of it, right? How do I know how it's going to feel when I accomplish the goal versus like, what what, what about if any sort of other feelings come up? Then I'm going to know that I haven't yet got there, right? So, and, and that's an important part of it because don't rush it, right? We're having to unlearn a lot of garbage. We're having to unlearn all of the people that have said like, you know, you have to, you have to talk to this expert, read this book, do this, do that. Like, because what happens there is like your brain is just being filled with everyone else's opinions and you have no room to actually access your own. You have no room to access your own intuition when you're too busy sort of operating from everyone, everyone else's. <laughs> Right, and that is like that is just uh, like that's difficult. I remember I've I've been there, and I just want you to know I always speak from a place of actually having been there, right? Um, just like I say my experience at school, you know, I was filled with everyone's opinions on why I should get a PhD that I I didn't have the the time or the um the, the space in my my brain like the mental bandwidth to actually filter through it and be like, what do I want? <laughs> like, <laughs> screw these people, what do I want? But being able to like feel that is is such a like I can't even I can't even express how amazing it feels to actually trust yourself, to trust yourself, and to to operate from a place of intention and a place of alignment and a place of um, knowing. My God, like just being like, yeah, this feels good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, right? Or this doesn't feel good, I'm gonna step away from it. I'm gonna know to do that, right? And you're going to come across people that are going to make you feel bad or are going to try and make you feel bad because nobody can make you feel anything. They're going to attempt to make you feel bad for not, um, you know, like subscribing to their to their garbage. <laughs> like, people are going to make you feel bad for not subscribing to their bullshit. They are, right? But it's important that you pay attention to what comes up for you, right? How's it feeling? Am I feeling like I'm my best self is being represented right now? No? Then get the fuck out. Now, I get it. Radical, it's easy in theory, but very radical. I get it. But this is the sort of like life that you can expect on the side of trusting yourself, on the side of being an emotionally intuitive person, because you can use that emotional intuition to do pretty much anything, right? You can use it to determine if relationships are right for you. You can do it to determine if situations are right for you. You can do it to accomplish amazing things, get a new job. Maybe you're wanting to open a business of your own. You want to make sure that the business aligns with who you are. You can use it for so many things. Does it bring me joy? Does it give me the emotions I want? And anything outside of that, I don't want to even entertain, right? All those negative, bad feelings that are coming up, that doubt, that fear, Let's explore it a little bit. Let's figure out what it's trying to tell me. But if I'm noticing some resistance and hesitation, I don't want to be in that place, right? 
I want to be in that place of knowing, even if sometimes knowing is difficult, even if sometimes knowing is hard, even if sometimes knowing means that I have to be faced with a lot of really harsh truths. But let me tell you something, if you have managed to get this far, let me tell you that those hard truths, they are so worth it when I am able to experience things on such a beautiful level. I'm able to experience joy on an amazing level. I, I experience it like no other, right? And you too can can experience those things. You just have to be willing to trust yourselves, right? The first part of trusting yourself is really going back to your basics and exploring how it feels. And on that note, on that note, my friends, on that note, I am going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with you deserve to trust yourself. You absolutely deserve to trust yourself. And I hope that this brings you closer to doing that. All right, this has been this week's episode of Unsubscribe from the Bullshit. Please tune in next week where I will be chatting with the absolutely fabulous Sam over at Copy by Her. Sam and I are going to be talking about um, transitioning away from bro culture and really leaning into our feminine, our feminine, femininity in order to experience that balance between male and female energies. And I'm so excited to talk about it because um, we're going to be talking about it from the perspective of being business owners, what that looks like. Sam is going to be talking about her new uh, program that she's going to be launching soon. So I'm really excited to be talking with Sam. So if that's something that you are, um, that you're interested in tuning in for, then please subscribe to the unsubscribing. <laughs> so that you can get notifications for that coming out. Um, please follow me along on Instagram. My tag is at unsubscribe from the BS podcast. Um, each episode link will be updated every Monday um, at the link in my bio. Um, so yeah, I hope that this um, you know resonated on some level. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, um, you know, either Instagram, my business one or the podcast Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts and I will speak to you next week. Take care. <laughs>